Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy, your motivational coach. And I'm Ross Botcher, and we're going to get rich. Yeah! Woo! We're going to buy a bunch of property. We're going to buy a bunch Woo! of leads. We are going to not care about who we screw over. Let's play the stock market. Woo! So we're back at the Real Estate Wealth Expo, America's largest real, real estate, estate wealth, wealth expo. expo. Yeah, I like how they're so specific. It's not America's largest real estate expo. It's not yeah. America's largest wealth expo, but it is America's largest real estate it's wealth It's also expo. not America's largest real estate wealth conference, <laughs> which might be something else. <laughs> so uh, this is November 4th, 2017. We are there. We last told you about Tax Lean Buyers Club. I hope none of you join that. If you join the Tax Lean Buyers Club after listening to our podcast, like, oh, cool, I'm going to get rich quick, thanks to Ross and Carrie's advice. You are not you paying attention. You misinterpreted the episode. You're not listening carefully. <laughs> Please listen. However, make your own decision and... You know, if that's something you want to do, we're not telling you not to. Oh, I'm telling you not to. Well, please don't sue us. So in our last episode, Ross, we mentioned a little bit of an acronym that we all know and love. Oh, yeah, SWOT. SWOT, S-W-O-T. And everyone who's ever taken a business class wrote us. An email or a tweet letting us know. We appreciate that. I think it got cut out, or I'm not sure if I said it originally, but the reason I thought SWOT was funny every time Magic Johnson was saying it was because when I hear SWAT, I think of like a SWAT team, special weapons and tactics. Oh, I think of someone swatting someone. So th that was really all we were commenting on. The principle is sound. That's fine. That's a good way to evaluate business I think I also was making fun of, you know, the general oversimplification of any rule. Sure. But yes, everyone wrote to us to let us know SWAT pre-exists magic. Not, it is not original to Magic Johnson. Yeah. Though he uses it magically. Yeah. So that's good. And you know what? We will never be business tycoons. True fact. Yeah. After that last talk that we were at, we did go briefly over to look at these vendor tables. tables. Yeah. And there were also large boards where you could paste your business card. And there were little categories for buying things and selling things. And one was like, put your card here if you need money. And then another was, put your card here if you have money to give away. So we were tempted to just start grabbing those people's cards and calling them like, hey, did you realize that there's someone who's looking to give money? Yeah, you on need the other money, billboard. Right? Yeah, yeah, just pair them all up. Hey, hey look, hey, over there. You said you need money and you said you have money. Yeah, just various categories of people who wanted to start up certain deals, business deals with each other each other. And this was being repeated pretty frequently by the various presenters in between presenters saying, oh, go out there, get business cards, give out your business card. Yeah. You should, you should leave. walk away from here with 200 business cards. Oh, Can you imagine? That's awful. That's actually like bad time management. You should leave here with like five max that you feel good about and mm -hmm. didn't just meet this person for 20 seconds. And there were also these vendors for just various random oddball things. There was like a, I don't know, a juice puree mm, right. machine uh -huh. they were selling. And then there were timeshares. Hair shares. extensions. Hair ex yeah, hair yeah. extensions. What's up with that? 
Not that there's anything wrong with hair oh, extensions, of course. but why is it at the well place? But <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that's why I thought that was I strange. I guess, you know, now that I think about it, my mom was in sales real estate, in fact, for many ah. years. And salespeople do, in general, have a heightened awareness of their appearance. So maybe that's where they're looking to get a okay. foot in the door. It did seem we had someone trying to get us into a timeshare presentation. Yes. And you were being more receptive to it than I was. <laughs> Not to the timeshare part. Uh-huh. But first, he had us guess how many whoppers were in a jar. Uh-huh. And then I prices right at you. Yes. Yeah. I tried to do my calculation. Okay. This is how many I estimate there are in a single row. And here's how many rows I'm guessing. So then yeah. I, I guessed a number and she went one above it. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm going to say 236. Okay. I'm going to say 235. Gah. <laughs> <laughs> but we couldn't just give him our guesses. We had to go fill out a form yeah. with our birth dates and our annual income. Which I did. Sometimes with this stuff, I just kind of want to see how the thing works. Uh-huh. I almost said right. how the what scam the works. I'll admit it, but I don't know if it's a scam. I've, see how whatever it is works. I've done timeshare presentations before. Oh, yeah. Well, when he said that, you know, also, if you come to this one hour thing, I was like, nah, man. And you, you have to steal yourself and put yourself in this really tough attitude where you're just going to shoot down yes. any deviation from what they originally told you because, of course, that's what they'll do. And it's very much like the Scientology pressure. Yeah. They use very similar tactics in Scientology to to the point where I've now done it three times and I just, I refuse now. I'm just not going to go through that anymore because I don't like the person you have to be. I you, you stated it really well. In fact, every time I think about this now, I think of something you said, which was they've decided that only one person in this room can be the jerk mm-hmm. and it's going to be them. Yep. And so now you have to put your foot down and be a real asshole and stand up to them yep. and break all these societal conventions. But yeah. that's how they wrote people because you're in this position where like, well, I can't be rude to this person. Totally. Totally. I've toyed with the idea of us doing an episode about timeshare presentations because it's not pseudoscientific. It's not paranormal, but it does wander into the extraordinary claims realm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is our bar usually. And the same thing here. Yeah, this is related. Anyway, so we did eventually walk away from this guy without giving him our annual incomes. But he does have my phone number. I would just say in that section of the room... If not in other sections, you could feel kind of desperation in the air. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it kind of weighs heavily. It's a little icky. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, people just trying to make a living and make connections and find some way to be useful in society. That's that's yeah, good. Yeah, and so many of them new entirely to real estate and they, they don't even know what they're walking into or whether it's legitimate. Everyone wants to just be fabulously wealthy with the minimum amount of effort. That seems to be the flavor of the day. Yeah, and I think that's true of a lot of people. But even the people here, I couldn't even say they all want to put in a minimum of effort when they walked in the door. They may have just been like, hey, I want to get into real estate and not even know that that's the kind of scene there. Totally possible. Yeah, Yeah, because they've been seeing billboards with Sylvester Stallone if he's in. It's got to be legit. Exactly. He runs upstairs. He runs downstairs. He hangs off cliffs. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Hang off a cliff. <laughs> be a future cop. Da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. I've re- got a twin no one knows about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We just keep summing up all of uh, Sylvester Stallone's movies. Although that's tune. his real life. He has a twin no one knows about. 
Of Frank uh, Stallone? Yeah, I know. It, everybody does know about him, but he's just <laughs> much less famous. I used to listen religiously to this podcast, Windows Weekly, with Paul Thorat and Leo Laporte, and there was this running joke about Frank Stallone. So that's the only reason I know that there is a- Gotcha. Anyway. There was a long line of people next to all of these booths, and they were waiting for corn dogs. Oh, I don't think I was even... Oh, that's right. I was going to say I wasn't aware of them, and now I picture them off to the left. Yeah, there was like a corn dog and lemonade stand, and there was just this crazy long line of a significant fraction of these 11,000 people. So we said, we don't want corn dogs. No. Let's go get lunch. Let's go get a quick lunch. This will be fast. Yeah, just something quick. So we start walking down the street, and we find a little mini mall area. And this there's... is down on Figueroa in good old Los Angeles, mm -hmm. very much downtown LA. And we find a Katsuya, which is a Japanese chain. I think my first time ever actually being at one. I had been in one, but I don't think I had ever ordered at one. Let's just say it wasn't fast. It was not fast, you guys. This is worthy of a moment in our podcast. <laughs> Katsuya was slow. It was so slow. This isn't important, but it did cause us to be a little late to our next uh, presentation but the waiter that you were excited about. Yeah, but hang on. I'm still in Katsuya. Oh, okay. The waiter kept coming back and he kept being like, did you not get the thing? And we're like, we didn't get the thing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. And then he wouldn't be right back and come back. Did you get the thing? We didn't get the thing. We're still just eating this edamame. Can you please go check? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll go check on that. Did you get the thing? We but, didn't get the thing. <laughs> but he was always very much, I'm on your side. You know, yeah. I'm going to help you out I'm with this. I'm your advocate. He's smiling. He runs off. And then, he yeah, was perfectly nice, but. Shows up another 10 minutes later. Did you oh, get the thing? <laughs> still hasn't shown up, huh? Oh, that's weird. All right. Uh, we're going to get that right to you. <laughs> right to you at Katsuya. And they didn't hey. comp it either. Mm. Not that they had to, but man, it took a long time. At least give me that sweet employee discount, Katsuya. Anyway, <laughs> we finally go back <laughs> we to did. the Real Estate Wealth Expo. After still tipping the guy, we're good people. Always tip your server. Come on. But we went back to the Real Estate Wealth Expo. Mm -hmm. And guess who was up on stage? Well, it wouldn't be fair for me to guess I was there. I know. <laughs> Should we give our listeners a moment to guess? Yeah, everybody guess. Nope. Nope. Not him. Nope. Oh no, she was she was supposed to be there, but not you her. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You give there up? you go, exactly. Oh, Robert from Shark Tank. He got it. Good job. Yeah. Good, jo <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sam. So yeah, Robert from one of my very favorite shows, Shark Tank. Robert Herjevic. Yes, I believe that's how you say it. You've watched Shark Tank. Oh, I've watched so much Shark Tank. I've only Ross. seen like occasional clips people put online like, look at Mark Cuban shooting down this flim flammer. Oh, yeah. He's good about that. I don't agree with Mark Cuban's politics, but I agree with his stance on a bunch of flim flam. Okay. But Shark Tank's so good. It's so good, Ross. You should watch more of it. Okay. Is it because of the ideas themselves or just how they're bandied about, the conversation that happens? Yeah. I guess also it gets you into a real guessing mentality where it's like, okay, so do you think they're going to take the deal? Okay. If they take the deal, is it going to be for 50% or is it going to be for 75%? Uh, okay. You know, you kind of get to play along. You become inculcated into the logic of the show and you yeah, want to it's uh, very fun you want to master it is it like american idol or those contest shows where you get celebrities that emerge from it do you get legitimate businesses that emerge you from get Shark legitimate Tank? businesses for sure i think some of them probably explode and fizzle out right after shark tank they sell mm -hmm. a million units and then that's it all right, so what did uh, Robert have to say? So Robert, who is one of my favorite sharks, because he's such a nice guy. 
He was up there and he was doing an in-conversation kind of interview with one of the guys who runs the Real Estate Wealth Expo. So Mark Cuban is the Simon Cowell and oh, Robert- no, 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 no. Is, no? Is that not how this works? <laughs> Mr. Wonderful is the Simon Cowell. Oh, I don't know who Mr. Wonderful is. Okay. He's a guy named Kevin who's just there to be a jerk. Is Robert then the Randy Jackson- Oh, kind of. So Robert and Lori are the nicest ones. Okay. So maybe together they're the Randy Jackson or the Randy and the Paula Abdul. I, I can't continue this conversation because I've just exceeded my knowledge on <laughs> sure. these popular quiz shows. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> quiz shows. <laughs> Ross is still watching TV from like the 50s. <laughs> these popular quiz shows. Jeopardy's still on, right? Actually, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they had a nice little conversation. I felt like Robert didn't totally know where he was. I feel like that was the case with all of the big name speakers. Mm, I think okay. all of them were brought in just with a promise of some quick, easy money yep, and a lively crowd. Feet. I felt like he didn't know that there might be some, to use your word, flim flam going uh -huh. on around here. At one point, the interviewer turns to the audience and was like, who's the only person you can control or something like that? And everyone goes, me. But it wasn't something they had ever said to us before. It was just like an obvious call and response. Okay. And Robert was like, oh, is that like the theme today? You're the <laughs> only one who can control you. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you could just tell, oh, this guy has like no information right. about where he is. He just got ushered on the stage and he's going to leave right afterward. Right. He had some very good advice, though. I agree. Like what he was saying. He was talking about on the show how they invest in the jockey rather than the horse. He'll be more interested in a good entrepreneur with a lot of energy who seems to be committed to their idea rather than the idea itself. The idea right. may be no good, but this is someone worth putting money into because they are passionate. They're 100% invested. And I've heard them say that kind of stuff on Shark Tank. Okay. Where they've been like, I don't know that I love this product, but I really like you. And I think that you can pivot this, etc. Okay. So I buy that. He also said that if you're outlearned and outearned going into a venture, you've just got to work harder than the rest. Oh, come on. He had a chance for a third rhyme there. I was waiting for outburned, outspurned. <laughs> I say if you've been outlearned and outearned. Out burn everybody. Nice. Thank you. Okay. You should be on TV. Almost. We've also got one thing that's equal for everybody, no matter who you are. Time. God gave you the same 24 hours he gave everybody else. Yeah, I like that's that. That's good advice. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. That really is a common denominator. You got those 24 hours. Yep. How are you going to use them? And if you are a member of the Self-Realization Fellowship, you're only sleeping, what, four hours a night? So you got 20 hours I always forget time. about that. Yeah. yeah. And do you know who else only sleeps four to five hours a day? I don't. Robert Herjavec. What? Yeah, he said he only sleeps four to five hours. He said, I'd rather be richer than well-rested. That I disagree with him about. <laughs> sure. He said that most people just give up too soon. Right. And that's why they don't make money is giving up. But I think that's good advice on most things, not just making money. Mm -hmm. He said, believe in yourself or the world will never believe in you. Yeah, I think that's mostly true. Okay. So we were there only for maybe, what, 15 minutes, the tail end of this little conversation. Well, there was maybe 15 minutes of conversation. And then there was this funny interlude where he rated people's business ideas. Yes. Okay. So earlier in the day, they had said, we're going to have Robert from Shark Tank on. If you have a good Shark Tank style idea, tweet it at the guy who runs this conference 
and hashtag it and we'll include it. And it was really funny because the guy who runs the conference had like 80 followers or something, very small Twitter account. Huh. But I did it. I sent my one Shark Tank idea. Ooh, what was but I it? have no business and I know that Shark Tank doesn't like that. They don't like you to just have an idea. They want you to have made the thing and sold the thing. Uh, okay. And it seems like some of these people had done that. Yes. Who tweeted in, but not everybody who was included in right. this. Right. So I went for it. I tweeted. Here's my idea, guys. Oh, let's hear it. Whoever wants to make it, go ahead. You know how when you're on the plane with your dog and you're like, I want to pet my dog, but you can't really because your dog is under the seat in front of you in her little carrier? It's a classic problem we've all been through. Well, I suggest we have a carrier that has sort of gloves on the inside and then holes on the outside. So you just put your hands into the gloves and you can pet your little doggy <laughs> through the carrier without opening it up and breaking TSA regulations. Okay, yeah. It's a solution to a problem everyone has, Ross. Everyone except for me, but yes. <laughs> it's just funny because I imagine people like handling serious diseases or toxic chemicals and, you know, those, reaching in with yep. those gloves mm -hmm, into mm -hmm, a contained mm -hmm. environment. But in this case, it's your tiny chihuahua puppy. Oh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was hard to tweet that whole idea, I'll tell you what. Yeah, in 140 characters. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't up to 280 yet. One had an idea for an app to help people stay focused by removing distracting apps for a set period of time without having to delete the app. Um, Hi, that's that like exists. 400 apps. Yeah, no, that thing exists. My favorite one is Forest, though. If you guys don't have Forest, go get Forest. Every time that you abide by it and stay away from your phone, it grows a little tree in your forest and you can see your whole forest of trees. And then you get coins for every tree that you plant. And then if you get enough coins, you can plant a real tree in the developing world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. I was waiting for that to turn into something material and mm -hmm. it did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we had someone tweet that they invented flight bike to energize and burn calories yes. anywhere. Oh, she ended up winning. This is a good idea. So it's like a little exercise bike that just goes under your feet. So the idea is you can use it in a plane is where it gets its name, but it could also be under your desk or something. Oh, no. Ross and Carrie is supported in part by Flight Bike. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Also, we had a device for automobiles that records hit and run slash vandalism while the owner is away. Okay, some sort of camera system. Yeah. So Robert toyed with that one for a bit and mentioned a few potential problems with it. But okay, yeah, people might be interested in that. A utility patent pending reusable stackable baby bottle saves space for the modern family. Okay. And chocolates. A traditional Brazilian sophisticated handmade chocolate. Brigadiero. No. Brigadiero. 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 I don't know how Brigadiero? to say it. Brigadiero? That's how it looks. People deserve to be lovely with a capital L and a heart. Nice. Yeah, and then he joked that he wished he could have some of the chocolate. Uh-huh. Which I bet she might have brought. Oh, yeah. There was a picture of it. I'm sure she would have gladly given him some. Yeah. But yeah, exercise bike lady. She's the one who got to go backstage and meet with him. It was really cute. As they were discussing flight bike, she ran to the front of this very large auditorium with her flight bike and was shouting at the stage, yes, it is a patent pending machine that you exercise on. 
They were like, whoa, okay, okay, we believe you. Yeah, he was true to his word in picking her because she may look a little crazy, but <laughs> she is clearly invested. Oh, yeah. She, and her product seemed good. She is the jockey. It changed my life because I went home and I looked to see if you can buy a flight bike. And you can't. Or I couldn't. Or maybe it was too expensive. I don't remember. But the point is, (laughs) then I ended up getting a similar device that goes under my desk. And now I have- Are you serious? Yeah. And now I have a little exercise bike that's under my desk that I can use as a type. That's a legit sale or win for this woman that you followed up on this idea. Well, no, because it wasn't hers. No, but still, (laughs) her idea was sufficiently good. Inspiring. Oh, yes. It resulted in a sale for someone else, but- Yes, true that. You want to come see it? Sure. Little break here. See? Pretty good. Okay, we're back and confirmed. Yes, Carrie does have a desk cycle. See? Pretty good. One more piece of wisdom from Robert. He said, as a patent hack, if you want to cheaply kind Uh, of register your idea, you can mail it to yourself and then you've got the postmark on it. Yep. And just leave it sealed. That's an old common trick for copywriting and stuff. We've always suggested that for people who want to make a prediction about the end of the world or an earthquake or whatever it is you think you can predict, send it to the independent investigations group with a postmarked envelope. We will hold on to it for you and gladly back you up later on mm. and say, yeah, you did send this to us on this date and you made that prediction. All oh, right. Smart. So then the MC came out and he said that this next guy has been on really every TV show. Oh, Oh, okay. Who's it going to be? Noah Wiley? And uh, was he on the X-Files? Ted Danson? <laughs> Probably. So you're thinking, you're like, oh, it's going to be Jillian Anderson. Yeah. It's definitely But her. she wasn't on Cheers. That's, oh, shoot. You're right. You're this right. This is you're confusing. Right. Yeah. Who was it? I don't know. Let's see. It is... Alan Andrus. Alan Andrus. Guys, your favorite TV star, <laughs> Alan Andrus. <laughs> kidding alan andrus uh is someone i had never heard of and is not an actor i wonder if he's any relation to jerry andrus the famed magician and inventor of magic tricks and illusions oh okay you know i'm taking magic classes Ooh, yes you are carrie just demonstrated some rope tricks for me earlier very cool it's true and then i asked ross if he thought he knew how i did it and he said oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you did it very well thank you So he was going to tell us how to make money in any market. How to beat Wall Street was the name of his talk. Great. Fast money. That's what we are promised with this talk. Fast money. And that's what everybody wants here. You're going to learn the exact tools and techniques that will set you free and give you financial independence. It's easy once you know how. It says in the brochure that Alan Andrus's talk is rated 10 out of 10. I don't know. I don't know by whom. Or he personally is. Who knows? It just says rated 10 out of 10 on the bottom. That's better than like Colgate, which is the favorite toothpaste of (laughs) six out of seven dentists. (laughs) He started with that same pick a color (laughs) exercise. So, you know, are you yellow? Uh, I don't know. What are the other options? Some, <laughs> some people raise their hands. Yeah, we're yellow. Oh, that means you're organizing analytical. Who's red? Some people raise their hands. Oh, you're intense and ambitious. Who's green? Other people raise their hands. You're intelligent and balanced. Who's blue? So I raise my hand. Okay, I like blue. You're obsessed with trucks and beer. And then he. And lo- you are. So you true. Love trucks and beer. I just can't stop talking about them. And then what was the last one? The trucks and beer. Oh, that was the last That one. was okay. your punishment for waiting too long to respond. I see, I see. Yeah, they got to get on the same page. Who's going to be doing this dumb color trick <laughs> joke? Oh, there can only, can only be, be one. one of us. <laughs> so he 
started us out by making us a little distrustful of fund managers saying essentially, if you want to make money, you don't do it by buying into one of these hedge funds with a fund manager because they always get their money. The last thing you want to do is get an expert. For example, he had a quote saying that over the past 30 years, since 85, the S&P 500 index has averaged 11.6% per year, but the average investor earned a return of only 3% in their equity funds. Oh, there you go. So if you want to earn this money, you got to do it yourself. You can't have these middlemen. There was another quote from Warren Buffett saying, people get nothing for their money from professional fund managers. Okay. So are you motivated, Carrie, now? I am so motivated. Tell me more, Alan. You're going to be a day trader? You're going to manage your own stocks? Yeah, I'll trade my days. Just like one of the earlier speakers, he also showed the deplorable condition of people's wealth management and how there's so many people who aren't ready to retire or they just don't have enough money to sustain them. And just 2% of American retirees are truly self-sustaining. So you don't want to be like those people. And that's probably true and definitely a bummer. So what can you do? Okay, you can invest in yourself. Don't invest in someone else. Invest in yourself, Ross. That's right. We're all about ourselves here. He tells us about this example of this one woman, this older woman who invested $5,000 and she ended up with $22 million. Hey, okay. One case example. I'm sure that's representative. And of as everybody. soon as he gave us this example and we knew that he was trying to sell his website, he gives us this old woman example and Ross goes, oh, good. Did she use your website? <laughs> right. Because obviously this happened long before his website. Right. It was an old story. Also, if this were an easy thing to replicate, it wouldn't be a story we tell because there wouldn't just be one lady we point to. Yep. We'd be like, oh, yeah, I know six people like that. Wow, the definition of an outlier. I think it even said, had one of those disclaimers at the bottom of the slide, mm. atypical results or yes. whatever. He also started with the trope that had been used before, which was showing a picture of his daughters saying, uh -huh. this is who I do it for. Right. And also appealing to his own sense of emptiness and lack of worth in life when he had lost a bunch of money. So don't let this happen to you. Right. Okay. Let's get rich. Okay, got it. So you know how insider trading, we tend to think of it as bad? Yeah, because you're investing or divesting in companies because you know something the rest of the public doesn't. Right. Well, in a way, it's kind of good. Oh, is that so, Alan? Yes. <laughs> so I guess there are certain forms of insider trading or what he calls insider trading that are legal. And so you can follow what different experts in their field are buying and selling and follow their lead. So if the experts are selling their Apple stock, well, so will you. That makes sense. You see the guy on TV and he's telling you, oh, you should sell this, you should buy this. And you just think, well, what are you selling or buying, mister? Exactly. So you know who runs a website that has special software that will tell you who's buying and selling? Alan Andrus. Alan Andrus. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, he kept showing screen grabs from this website. Not the greatest design on the website. It had like this gradient green in the background and you'd see little stock charts going up and down and these red arrows and green arrows and there were three different indicators and if all the arrows are pointed up and they're green well then buy that now and if they're all 
pointed down and they're red, sell that now. Yeah. Or maybe you don't want to sell it now, Ross. Maybe you don't. Maybe you want to do this other thing he wants you to do. Oh, it got really complicated really quickly. Yeah, this was the one that took the most know-how, I think, to work his system. Right. Maybe you want to sell rights to someone else to pay you for access to this so that if they choose to buy the stock from you, they can, but they don't have to. But now it gives you a safety buffer. Yes, covered calls is what you're describing. So let's say you, Ross, have stock in... I don't know, the Walt Disney Company. Okay, let's say that. So you're worried because Disney has been either plateauing or maybe just jumping a little, dipping a little, jumping a little, dipping a little for some time. You're Mm -hmm. like, what gives? That's not why I bought stock just to sit on it. So I come along and as you know, I'm very rich. Yeah. So you say, Carrie, I'm going to sell you a covered call option on my stock. And I say, hey, ho, I pay you a little amount of money. Maybe it's, I don't know, 8% of your stock or something. I'm making money. Yeah. So finally, you're getting some money back. But now I have this secret, well, not really secret. Now I have this special access to your investment and if you suddenly spike if Walt Disney makes a million dollars for you next year I can call it back I can say hey remember how I got that covered call on you I'm taking your stock now and I can just buy it from you at your previous payment amount so theoretically we both win I mean you'd get that tiny eight percent bump and I would get everything else it's funny because this all started with us trying to avoid fund managers who are stealing our money, (laughs) 40 to 60% of our retirement account being stolen by managers. Here's the difference. Alan Andrus is a fund manager. It's funny too how not fun he is because he kept trying to say things like, and if you agree with me, say, oh yeah. And then the audience would just kind of sit there and be like, come on people, I need you to play (laughs) along with me. Give me a what, what? What, what? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he wasn't getting any enthusiasm. Sorry, buddy. You're just, you're not Tony Robbins. Yeah. And we know he's coming on next. Right. We know because this room is fucking cold. We're, <laughs> we're saving our enthusiasm and our energy for Tony Robbins. But yeah. say your piece. So anyway, he also pulled up three stay-at-home moms and had them come up to the stage and he showed them some screen caps from his website. And he said, you could do this, right? If the arrow's pointing up, what do you do? And they're like, bye. If it's pointing out, what do you do? Either sell or do a covered call. Uh-huh. He's like, wow, that's right. See? And then he gave them, I think, a free membership to his website. Yeah. And this whole time I'm thinking, okay, so you're selling this website. All right. I know when to buy and when to sell now. And I just kept waiting for the hammer to drop and for us to learn the name of this website. Nope. Yeah, that was weird. Nope, because you've got to sign up for his classes. Right. And it was such selective logic, too, where he would mention a particular big boost in a certain stock. Oh, remember when Amazon really jumped? If you look at that time period, here's where we had our arrows. They were telling you to buy. And oh, remember this crash? Look, we were telling you to sell at that point. But you're leaving out so many other dips and and climbs. Yeah, where I'm sure the arrows were every which way because these things are really, really hard to predict. Right. What would make me think that your system is so much better? So they were just selectively showing us times where their predictions did correlate. And we're assuming that, that they didn't just add arrows to a chart. Right. 
which can also easily be done on this unnamed website that we don't have access to. And who are the experts that you're getting this data from that are buying and selling? Who are you identifying as experts? I need more info. And why is it that they want to go to all this effort to share that information with you? Mm -hmm. You have to ask, qui bono? Who benefits? And... In what way is this not insider trading? He recommended ETFs instead of market funds. Had to look this up. An ETF is an exchange-traded fund, so it's tied to the stock market, and I guess it's just a little more maneuverable, flexible than a market fund. You can turn on a dime, make these little trades that he's talking about. So yeah, this guy, while I don't think he is the friend of my pocketbook... He didn't give me quite as sour a taste as Brian sure. Allen, who had really lowered the bar on humanity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't restoring my faith in humanity. Right. But I definitely hated him less than I did Brian Allen. He was more of a covered call situation where I'm like, oh, my confidence is raising and dipping, but staying pretty neutral. Maybe I should sell my impression of you to someone. <laughs> at an 8% premium. Exactly. Yeah, at least he wasn't saying, I don't care if the whole economy tanks. Yeah, God. Well, I don't know how these people sleep at night, but I know how I sleep at night. On a high-quality mattress? Exactly. Did you know that Ono, Ross, and Carey is supported in part by Casper? I was aware of that, yes. They are a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience. One night at a time. Exactly. They offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman or middlewoman and sells directly to the consumer. Who needs those middlemen? I know. With their mysterious websites. Uh, they're always in the middle. With their green arrows and their red arrows. Those centrist people. <laughs> you got a Casper mattress. I did. And it came, I always tell people about its arrival because it's <laughs> such an event. It comes in this big box, but not big for a mattress. It's small yeah. for a mattress. And you can bring it in yourself and open up the box yourself and unravel it like a beautiful Christmas gift. We've all moved mattresses before and they're the hardest <sighs> thing to move. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like they've figured that out. They really have. And then it's a very popular mattress because it's it's firm, it's warm, and it's got memory foam. They remember. <laughs> exactly. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Those might sound like opposites. But they can be together in one. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. As opposed to if you sign up for one of these crazy classes and then they're like, your money is gone. If you make Shady a sale guarantees. within 90 days, then we'll give you your money back. Right. That's not that. No, no. Casper's on the level, people. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash oh no, O-H-N-O. And using promo code ONO oh at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. So anyway, that was Alan Andrus. And one more piece of wisdom from him. Rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. Oh, shit. Deep. That's like Jesus's two favorite commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. It's just like... Love everybody. Okay, you've got two rules. They're kind of one rule. Okay. Reminds me more of like the eighth grade teacher who says, rule number one, teacher is always right. Rule number two. Refer to rule number one. If you're confused, <laughs> look at rule number one. Yep. My fourth grade teacher had a sign above her desk that said, no excuses. No excuses. Even just tried to explain something to where she <laughs> put it, that damn sign. That would not go well with Carrie. Uh. <laughs> Life is complicated. Hear me out. <laughs> point I, at the sign. I saw Zootopia. Life is complicated. So basically, 
sign up for his workshop. The workshop is worth $1,572, but he's going to sell it for only $99 to attendees of the conference. Wait, I thought this guy was smart with money. Why is he giving away something that's worth so much for so little? Yeah, I thought his rule number one was don't lose money. Yeah. Then his website is $25 a month. You get access to it so you can make these little micro trades and follow the experts. You know, all the big wigs, the Warren Buffetts of the world. When they sell, you sell. When they buy, you buy. Important question. Can I do it in my underwear? <laughs> yes, right. Oh, and, and can I spend more time with my family? Because right. they're just family men, all these guys. Yeah. Well, you know what website I would sign up for? Uh, probably a website where you could get great meals delivered to your home. Oh, my God. Ross. That's exactly what I was going to say. I have been taking classes in mind reading. Oh, okay. There you go. From uh, one of the people at the seminar. (laughs) They love classes. Well, listen, I'm talking about HelloFresh. I knew it. And did you know that Oh No, Ross and Carrie is supported in part by HelloFresh? It's the meal kit delivery service that is dedicated to delivering great recipes and pre-measured ingredients for less than $10 a meal. I did know that. And actually, all the ingredients come in handy meal kits, so it's easy to tell which ingredients go with each recipe. And they offer a wide variety of recipes that change weekly and a variety of plans. There's the classic plan. The veggie plan. What, what? And the family plan. Bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> HelloFresh also offers Hall of Fame premium and kid-tested recipe selections. Boy, that's so smart because kids are so picky. Kids are picky. They have very limited palates. They want like noodles and ketchup. I wonder if that's what they send you. And pizza. And pizza. You're right. We both got some HelloFresh packages. They were pretty uh, yummerific. And uh, you get the fresh. It, well, it's right there in the title, HelloFresh. You get the fresh ingredients. You cut them up. You follow the instructions. And next thing you know, you've got a delicious meal. One of the things I really like about HelloFresh is it's not too fatty. They don't load it with a bunch of oils and stuff. It's like just the right amount of healthy to tasty. I always get my son to help me out. With HelloFresh, you can do it as a family. So for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code ONO30, O-H-N-O-3-0, so they know that you You heard about it. (laughs) They know that you know that they know that you know, uh, (laughs) that you found out about it from us, and you get a discount. But don't enter ONO30, because then you're just crediting Yoko Ono for your HelloFresh, and come on, what's she she ever She's got enough. She's got enough. Exactly. Oh, you looked up that lady, by the way, and it turns out that she was a retired IRS agent. Oh, that's right. The old lady who made 22 mil. She just happened to have enough info on how to turn her $50,000 into cool, hard 22 million. Smart lady. But Ross, you know what else you can do in your underwear? Check my email. Mm -hmm. True. Or listen to quality entertainment. That sounds more fun. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the maximum amount of fun. And Max Fun has a lot of great shows like this one. Hey, Helen Hong. Yes, J. Keith Van Stratton? What's the difference between a layover and a stopover? I have no idea. What's the difference between optimal and optimum? I have no idea. What's the difference between an actual conversation and a promo for our new show on Maximum Fun, Go Fact Yourself? Nobody has any idea. Go Fact Yourself, the game show with celebrity contestants, super smart experts, and answers to questions you've never even asked. Listen twice a month on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And be in the audience for our tapings of Go Fact Yourself in downtown L.A. It's free. Go to GoFactYourPod.com for more info. We're having a very realistic conversation. Yes, we are. 
And of course, after Alan Andrus was done, what do we do? We just cut off his mic. We go back to what we're doing, right? No. We need to let him keep talking so we can all hear his personal conversations with other people. Well, he walks into the audience and we can only hear him speaking. So we're hearing half a conversation for 10 minutes. We've just gotten used to it at this point. Oh, man, that's so weird. Stop it. Stop it. And it was going way over time as well. So this was now four o'clock. That he was finishing up. And Tony was supposed to have already begun at 3.30. So we're running a bit behind. Room is cold as shit. And everybody's getting kind of restless. There's now a silence. And I think we're all ready. Ooh, Tony's supposed to finally come out. We're going to finally see him. And we all know this is why we're really here. This is what everyone's been waiting for. So first, let's bring out a guy with no stage presence. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. This poor guy. He came out a few times. I think he might have been the guy I was tweeting at, the guy who owns and runs this thing, but not sure. Okay. Anyway, he came out and he's like, so uh, Tony's going to come out. uh, How about we all just say Tony, Tony, Tony? (laughs) It's like, this is not how you get a chant going, dude. But people get into it. They're like, okay, okay, Tony, 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 Tony. That's right. I've got a picture of him in his suit here. Older fella, just not charismatic. But finally... Our chanting does the trick. I'm sure he wasn't going to come out, but then he heard his name repeated and he was like, now I'll do it. (laughs) And he doesn't come out right away. First, the lights come down and they start playing some videos, like a little sizzle reel to get you excited for just who Tony Robbins is. Yes. This guy has been a motivational speaker all around the world. He's part of all these businesses that... You know, he started them or helped them get started, and they're earning over $5 billion a year. And there's all these famous people he's worked with and motivated, including Pitbull. Mother Teresa. Now you know why Pitbull's in this conference. Uh, Bill Clinton. Andre Agassi. Princess Di. Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all these uh, well-to-do people. You see pictures of them with him. There's little news clips and segments. You you get a few glimpses of him giving some good advice. Presumably. This high-energy music is picking up. And there's flashing lights going on. Yeah, now we're getting to the concert lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were those this whole thing? Well, I was just going to say, actually, there were a few times where an alarm would sound and go, boo, boo, boo. And then lights would flash red, white, and blue. Oh, Remember that? when they were doing uh, prize were giveaways? Prizes. Oh, yes. so <laughs> alarming <Yeah>. every time. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's not what was happening Carrie here. would look startled. <laughs> yeah, it was really scary. But this time, it's all, like you say, like a concert. Like, yeah, we're wrapping you up. I think and they'd then- finished all their giveaways by this point. But yeah, everyone had won their Microsoft services and Amazon Echoes and free tax liens at this right. point. Right. And then as Tony walks out, fire shoots into the air. Fire. Fire from they'd the s- stage. They set up pyrotechnics just for Tony's entrance. Yeah. It was wild. And that was the only time we would see it. They had fuel up there just waiting for it. Yeah. And no one got singed or burnt as far nope. as we could tell. He knew where those things were. But yeah, bright, intense lights. They're kind of strobing out. You've got this dance music coming up. And we're all up on our feet and we're shouting and we're yelling for Tony Robbins and he comes in just firing onto the stage. He's got all this energy. And yeah! He, and he is clapping. He is clapping, but wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. There's what's, something what's, wrong with What's the matter? Clapping. What's the matter? He's high energy. He's smiling like uh, Joey from Friends. Very similar expression. And oh, he's, totally. And he's clapping his hands. What's wrong with that? Well, here's the thing that I noticed. <laughs> he doesn't clap. It is fake clapping 
Carrie is absolutely right. We have this on video. He has his elbows out to the side. I think because he knows I'm on camera. They are shooting me from the abdomen up. And so I'm going to frame this well. So he's got elbows out to either side. And he is just like smashing his palms in toward each other and like a particle accelerator. making contact. But yeah, he just stops right before the hands hit each other and then pulls back out and does it again. And so he's got this huge grin on his face, mouth open, <laughs> teeth showing. And boy, has this man got teeth. Well, he pretends to clap. Yeah. And it works, it works most of the time because as long as the hand in front is masking the hand in back, you can't see if there's impact. But he's walking around. Sometimes you get an angle where you can see <laughs> that they're not touching it. So I lean over to Ross and I'm like, I think he's fake clapping. It makes sense to a certain level because I'm sure he's got a microphone he right there. He doesn't want the mic to catch it. But once you see it, it is all you see. <laughs> so Carrie and I look at each other and we start mimicking this, this <laughs> forceful clap. Clapping. It's this very staccato clap too. So yeah, you, bam, you get, bam, you get bam, your elbows bam. out almost like you're doing the chicken dance or something. You get your elbows yeah, up, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then like you bring in your palms toward each other at perpendicular angles uh-huh. so one is kind of 90 degrees rotated to the other and just like you're gonna smash them into each other but you stop with one and a half inches in between them and you come back out get the elbows out again and then do it and just and if you were hitting your hands you'd be hitting them hard like right. the force is great here but don't worry you won't be hitting your hands you will be secretly fake clapping and when you bring them into each other, that's a super fast motion. And then you kind of bring them out more slowly and then jam them back in together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the motion. And it's just so comical. So Carrie and I start doing it. Yeah. You know at what each it's kind of like? If you put a whoopee cushion under your armpit oh, there you and go. you wanted to, you know, real fast. Yeah, there that's you go. The motion. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So that was very entertaining. Oh, my God. It's all I could watch for four hours. And by the way, this would be four hours. Yeah, you're giving this away. But Well, he did. When he got up there, he he said, well, so we're running a little behind. I still want to do my four hours. Yeah, should I? each other like, what? Should I still do the full four hours? And everyone's like, yeah. Of course. And he says, normally the shortest encounter I do is 50 hours. Over multiple days. And then he says, and that's not because I love to talk. (laughs) Okay, Tony, sure. You might love to talk. Uh, There's a lot for him to cover. But yeah, he says, we're going to do this for four hours. And And everyone's like, woo. And I said, no, thanks, or something like that. (laughs) And everyone turned and giggled at me. And we'd been looking at our schedule, and it showed him going from 3.30 to like 6.15. At least that's how much the schedule showed. And there was supposed to be a hypnotist. Who's so who is going to be on in another room at seven o'clock? And we all got quote unquote free tickets to this hypnotist right. who's supposed to be a big name in stage hypnotism. Hundred dollar value. Now we realize like no one's going to make this thing. Oh, that's really sad. But everyone's here for Tony. And we'd already said to each other like, oh, the hypnotism thing sounds fun, but we don't want to stay here till seven. Right. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Whoops. Whoops. So Tony tells us he needs us to use our energy the whole time. You know, he needs us to stick with him. This takes as much from us as it does from him. We all ready for that? Woo! And he's already got so much more enthusiasm coming back to him than, say, Alan Andrus, who was trying to get people to do an, oh, yeah, and could yeah. get nothing. But everyone's on their feet. Or They're- the poor guy telling us to chant Tony. <laughs> yeah. Tony. But when Tony Robbins comes on stage, you respond to him. And he's this massive hulk of a man. 
He's yeah. six foot seven and he is thickly built. Mm-hmm. And he even mentioned at some point in his talk that he had had a pituitary tumor in his youth. Oh, that's right. He said he was, I don't know, 5'10 or something. He was a normal sized person, but then he had this tumor and he grew to these huge heights. And then he mentioned something about a surgery. So I guess at some point they tried to stop the effects of this. Oh, wow. But I was looking up this term later because there's this word that for some weird reason always sticks in my head, acromegaly, which is when you have a pituitary growth or tumor overproduction that continues past your growth plates forming. Mm, Okay. And that's what, say, Andre the Giant had and Mm. other famous giants. And it results in very thick skin and very protruding jaw, which you can see Uh, very clearly on Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. a very heavy brow, certain other facial features, uh, growing of the hands and other extremities. It's very clear he has these facial features, but he's a very attractive man, Mm -hmm. I think. And so it's just kind of created his appearance that is very uniquely Tony Robbins. Yeah, he's got this big grin, big handsome million dollar smile. Yeah, it really does remind me of Joey from Friends. Yeah, that's funny. They do look, I mean Matt they, LeBlanc. they could be related. When he's in front of you, even when he's just on a screen and you're halfway through this audience of thousands of people, he's just larger than life in uh-huh. so many different ways. Oh yeah. And he has a voice, this booming voice, that to me sounds almost indistinguishable from Penn Jillette's. Oh yeah, you said that. And he does, yeah. Here's Pendulette. We will just find out how tight the reins can be in executive power. And here's Tony Robbins. Bear markets come. They last a year on average. They cost 33% on average. See? See? See what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So Tony tells us that he has 33 companies and 1,200 employees. That's not enough. He should really... He should really pick up his feet. Uh, So he'll talk a bit about what it's like to run these companies and the stress of that. Yeah, that comes up. A lot of his examples are him talking about always unspecified things going wrong and him reacting to them as a business leader. And at this point, people start rushing him for selfies, people from the audience. Oh, yeah. He's making little derogatory comments about Facebook and people sharing pictures of their kids that he doesn't care about. And then he has to step back because he realizes, oh, that sounds kind of jerky. So I'm going to let that meaning hang, but I'm going to say, oh, actually, I like pictures. Pictures are great, but let's live in the moment, people. Right, right. Which is a fair point. You can see through the monitor that hundreds of people are... Everywhere he goes. People are standing in front of him with their iPhones out, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's everyone. It's not like there's a few people actually experiencing this moment and then others filming it. It's like most of the people in front of him are filming it. So fair point. Yeah, I get that. That would be off-putting for me if I was talking to a crowd and they're all just holding up these devices between their faces and myself. Side note, I love the new wave of weddings where someone makes an announcement where they're like, we have a wedding photographer. Please leave your phone in your pocket. Yeah, I've done that at two weddings I've officiated. Oh, yeah, there you go. I like it. He's definitely a call and response guy. So he starts out saying things like, who's ready? Say I." I. So for some reason, like he's our captain now. There's there's a lot of eyes throughout the night. And then a lot of forced choices as well. He'll say, oh, these people, their energy levels are lower. Are they going to be as successful? Yes or no? Okay. I guess the answer is no. No, it sounds like you're looking for no. (laughs) He also had us stand up and sit down a little bit at the beginning. And he would do this again later in the night. Oh, yeah. He'd have you sit down and literally five seconds later, stand back up. up. Why, Why did we do that? So clearly he's worked out that this is 
a way to keep people awake and engaged. And yeah, he seems very up tail. on the like pop psychology NLP type stuff. Oh, so I bet yeah. in his mind it has something to do with that. And you know, even though he normally goes on for 50 hours, you know he's done this so many times. So he has this worked out. So he tells us about Sister Madonna, a 72-year-old woman who became a triathlete in her 70s. This is all in a conversation about where energy comes from. It's not from food. It's not from sleep. And he gives examples of people having food and not having enough energy or oh, that's sleeping right. not having energy. Tells us about how, you know, if you're on day five of a fast, you get this rush of energy. Okay, yeah, that's your body like going into starvation mode and <laughs> right. helping you out, dude. Try having a fast for 60 days. Right. He'll give this example that ignores a lot of important context right. to make one specific point he's trying to get at. You'd be like, ah, but Yeah, yeah, but don't worry. He'll rush right past it. You won't have time to think about it. <laughs> then he's uh, mentioning that he's 57 himself and uh, saying it's not age. That doesn't dictate your energy. Energy is all about psychology. So yeah, he tells us about this sister Madonna. 72 years old, became a triathlete. She does Iron Man's, or I guess in this case, Iron Woman's marathons at 72. And yes, she sounds like a legitimate badass. Yeah, sure. But the example here is just that doesn't matter what age you are. And that is truly inspiring, but I don't know that her psychology accounts for 100% of her success. Imagine <laughs> if she were paralyzed from an accident. Couldn't use her brain over that, could she? No. Correct. Thank Correct. You. One of the weirdest things of the night, he had us turn to our neighbors and shout, I, I own you! <laughs> and there was a woman in front of us who I think enjoyed this a little too much, and she yeah. would do it throughout the night. <laughs> Because yeah. he would encourage us to keep yelling this at people. Right. Everyone keeps shouting this at everybody. He said it would just help us uh, build up a competitive spirit, healthy competition. He tells us that he doesn't use drugs or alcohol. Good. This is just his thing. Carrie, He's just very energetic. Carrie was skeptical of this and thinking of certain drugs that he might be using. <laughs> Actually, I'm of two minds about it. One is I could totally see if he's on like some cheap diet pill speed. Mm. But the other <laughs> the other is that I also have met a number of people who are like obsessed with how they don't use that kind of thing. And they all have a similar personality. It's very like, I'm in control. I never use caffeine. I never drink alcohol. I don't even chew gum, you know. Sure. Just like kind of comes off obsessive <laughs> uh -huh. about their control. Clearly he had this thing, but the important message for him was that, you know, it's all his psychology. That's how he's right. doing this and he can implant this in your mind. Right. But this man, he just has a reality distortion field around him. People always use that phrase about Steve Jobs. And I feel it with Tony Robbins. When he's talking to you, when he's doing his performance, I think you lose some of your critical faculties. You mm -hmm. just start falling under his sway. Oh, yeah, here's where I have it in my notes. So he said that substances were abused in his household, and that's why he doesn't use them. Okay. And that, then he mentions, ah, he grew 10 inches in a year because of a tumor in his head. That's how he described it. He said he was five foot one in high school. Oh, wow. So that's like David Miscavige height. And now he's six foot seven. Crazy. Wow. He also said there were 16,000 people here. That was his estimate. We heard so many numbers that day mm -hmm. on how many people were there. I'm still sticking with my 11,000 estimate. He also told us that he reads 100 books a year. Wow. I'm jealous. That's amazing. Yeah, but I bet he's like, turn a page, turn in a page, turn in a page, turn in a page. Not I, really absorbing it. <laughs> don't you think? I'm guessing this is how he tackles all of life. Yeah. 
life is just like, I'm going to rush in here and do this thing. I'm running while I read. Flip, flip, flip. What's that famous quote? I can't remember what movie. It's it's a Woody Allen, I think. Like, I read War and Peace. It's about Russia. Yeah, that is yeah. a Woody Allen clip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. I used to listen to podcasts on one and a half speed or two speed. Uh-huh. And there are certain shows I can listen to that way. But then my coworker, Nancy, would always make fun of me because she remembered Rick Moranis in, I think it was, I think it was in Ghostbusters. Rick Moranis said, that he does exercise tapes and he plays them on fast forward and so he, <laughs> he gets a really fast exercise in. That's not a bad idea. That's, that's kind of how I picture she would laugh at me but now I'm thinking of Tony Robbins like just absorbing life faster than yeah, anybody else can. Exactly. But hey, 100 bucks, that's awesome. He says leaders are readers. All oh, right. That's true. I'll Re- buy that. I, I think that is good advice for everyone. The more you read, uh, the more you will learn and yeah. the more you will empathize with others. There's so many benefits to reading. Totally. I mean, there's only so much life experience you can do yourself. By reading a book, you get to absorb someone else's life experience. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Insatiable hunger that never goes away is what defines successful people. Bam, bam, bam. Right? I'm sure. Yeah. I. Then he says something that uh, doesn't feel great. He says, victimization is power today. Being a victim is how everyone defines themselves today. L.A. set the stage for victim culture. Oh, I I knew you would be bucking against this. (laughs) One phrase he said was, victimization is victimization is destroying people's lives. We got to see more women so I can (laughs) do my impressions. (laughs) I can't do any of those. So one of his examples is Lorena Bobbitt, oh. who you may recall did a horrible thing. She uh, she cut off her husband's penis while he slept when she was mad at him. And he's like, she was found not guilty. because How? Because she said she was a victim of his abuse. So I looked this up. Lorena Bobbitt was found not guilty by reason of insanity. <laughs> okay. Yeah, slightly kind different of there. different. Yeah, and then he kind of graphically described the story and the person who got to find Wayne Bobbitt's penis. Penis, yeah. Oh, no man wants to hear that story. No, no, or, or a woman with a penis. Good point. Then he tells us a story about giving a talk, and he says, think about a time that you failed, and why did you fail? And people start shouting out reasons. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough time. And he hears from the audience, I didn't have enough Supreme Court justices. And everyone turns and looks, and it's Al Gore. Oh, yeah. This is when he was giving his TED Talk. Not Al Gore, but Tony Tony Robbins. Robbins. And so then he says to Al Gore, I don't think that was your problem. (laughs) I think if you had been motivated enough to be president, you would be today. I bet Al Gore is a really big Tony Robbins fan. <laughs> the real problem is a lack of resourcefulness. Ah, uh, that's right. Your resources here were just Supreme Court justices. It's like, come on, let Al Gore have his clever quip. Yeah. But then, okay, let's say Al Gore won. Then what would you say to the other candidate? Oh, you didn't have enough, enough resourcefulness. Okay, and then, <laughs> then let's say that candidate won. What would you say to Al Gore? At some point... Right. Let's say everyone's maxed out on resourcefulness. Right. Someone's still got to win. So at some point you're just blaming the victim. Well, maybe not victim in this case, but blaming the loser uh-huh. for their loss, which just isn't always the case. Sometimes it's the case. Yeah, there was a, a lot of talk about victims and victimization. I could feel Carrie's eyes rolling next to me. He, he <laughs> well, ta- what did you think about it? He talked about the Menendez brothers as well. All right. And uh, how they had killed their parents and how they were treated as victims. 
Yeah, I, I could see where he was coming from with the talk of victimization, just that for you personally, I, I think he said this, you know, you can choose to kind of fixate on the fact that other factors outside of your control or people outside of your control have done things to make your life difficult. That may be true, but you can either fixate on that or you can just work on moving forward the best you can. And I totally agree with that. I think, though, it's like a big jump from there to like, today being a victim is money in this world. That's like what everybody's identity is. It's like, okay. I think we've jumped quite a bit. It does sound a little like the crazy uncle at Thanksgiving. Totally. <laughs> sure. But I think that was the point he was trying to make. He's a motivation speaker and the victim mindset seems to be contrary to his line of business. Yeah. Well, maybe he's a jerk. <laughs> um, yeah. Carrie at this point had already told me he is a monster <laughs> <laughs> because of the uh, I am not your guru film. He asked us how many people had seen that. And a lot of people raised their hands, of course. It seems like he was very happy with his characterization in the Netflix documentary. Not to harp on this, but <laughs> I harp guess away. I feel like, you know, people have done shitty things to me in my life. And I feel like I can move past them and I'm okay about them. And then I think of like other people who've had like really shitty, awful things done to them. And I'm like, I don't feel like I can blame you, the recipient of the behavior. Sure, and yeah. but I don't think he's saying we need to assign blame or anything. Just how do we pick up and move on with our lives and make things happen? Let's do things. Let's live life well, at two speed. I know that's what he's going for, but it's just he jumps like to this extra stage that's like so mean. <laughs> you know, victim culture. I, I think your brain tends to go straight to examples of who are the victims and, and who needs to be blamed in this situation. And I think he's just trying to go into a totally different realm. Well, what? But, but you shouldn't... think in the counter examples and yeah, you want to hold his feet to the fire. Yeah, because he's being a jerk. <laughs> okay. The implications of what he's saying less than the, yeah, the okay. content of what he's saying. Okay. But there are some resources that no one can take from you. Love and determination and faith. Love determination and faith. I don't know. Someone could take love from you. <laughs> Carrie's finding counterexamples. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I right. mean, someone could take you. What if someone stops loving you? Well, then it's no longer reciprocal. Yeah, see? Okay. Take love from you. A human emotion is the number one resource. So there you go. That's, that's the one thing that you have. You can choose to be positive. That's what Tony Robbins says. And the angry people will find a way to be angry. Sad people will find a way to be sad. But if you choose to be positive, you will find a way to be positive. And he uses his own example in his own life. He says his go-to emotional home is what he calls it, is anger. He tends to hmm. be really quick to rage. And so he says, you know, I used to really be hard on my employees and I would get mad at them. But now if someone comes to me and says, you know what, Tony, we <laughs> lost $1,100 last night. We don't know where it is. I try to turn that rage into amazement. And so while he's telling us this story, his face is all scrunching up and his fists come up by his head and he says, that's, that's amazing <laughs> that you lost so much money. How did you do that? Wow. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I both wonder if this is true and if, if it it's is, ever happened. Yeah, exactly. And. If it does happen, if people are still terrified. <laughs> oh, I would be with six foot seven Tony Robbins. Just sarcastically shouting at you. That's amazing, <laughs> Ross. Yeah, there was a crazed look in his face. Yeah. Okay, so there's three decisions you're making right now. One, what are you going to focus on? Because focus equals feeling. Number two, what does this mean? 
make up a meaning. A lot of people can interpret a particular situation. He gave some examples of that, how you can create a meaning in the moment and you can be totally wrong or off or not synchronized with another person. So you can kind of choose your own meaning in the moment. So you can choose to, I would add, give someone the benefit of the doubt, for example, and interpret the meaning of the situation in a way that will lead you towards positivity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Good advice. I would say he wasn't doing that earlier in his talk, but yeah. And then number three, what are you going to do? Then you can choose to act. So he also said, you know the saying, seek and you shall find? Aye. (laughs) He said, you know, it's true because if you look for something, you'll realize it's already there. Mm. So he kind of applies that to confirmation bias. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. And he had us look around. He said, okay, observe everything you can that's red. And then he had us close our eyes and he asked us questions about it. And then he had us do the same thing for things that are brown. Uh, But then he demonstrated that there were many other things that we were completely missing out on while we were looking for those specific things. Absolutely true. Fair point. Inattentional blindness. Famous study that people do over and over and over. So then he also tells us about how during the September 11, 2001 attacks, he was actually doing a Tony Robbins seminar in Hawaii. Mm. And it was a several-day seminar You know, they were all there as they got the news about this horrible tragedy. And there was a woman there whose boyfriend died in the towers. Oh, man. And so they all kind of had to help her grieve. And there were also two men in the audience, a Muslim and a Jew, who started fighting. And then Tony got them to love each other. They were starting to fling insults back and forth and talk about your people and your people. But yeah, he got them to embrace and hug and cry by the end of the meeting. Good job, Tony. So this was just one of many stories where he shared how amazing he is. (laughs) And then he said they ended up starting a nonprofit together. And the Muslim guy wrote a book called My Jihad. So I looked that guy up. His name's Akai Collins. He died last year, so can't really verify this story. But he did become a bounty hunter and go to jail for four years after that. Whoa. So there you go. Interesting story with this guy. most inspiring story, but hey. The next thing he had us do was he wanted us all to make the sound of being totally in love. (laughs) What? And so everybody gets up and what? what, uh, (laughs) I don't remember this. I don't make any loud sounds when I'm totally in love. Unless you mean, you don't mean. (laughs) Does he mean? You know, what do you do? You go, yeah. (laughs) People are, it's those kind of weird nonsensical prompts. That puts everyone in this vulnerable position. There's definitely a lot of the same things that like street preachers use. Yes. Yeah. To just kind of get you into this, this mode of being like inspired, but also supplicant and just sort of overwhelmed. And in this, yeah, this almost dreamlike state. There were a lot of commonalities I saw just with modern preachers in terms of the stories he would share that had this quick emotional pull to them, often not well-sourced or easily verifiable. And blown past so you don't have time to absorb that before getting to the next thing. Right. Unless you're us. The (laughs) regular pop psychology interspersed throughout. So yeah, it does feel like mega church in that sense. Totally. With a a mega pastor. Yeah. So I want to hear more about Tony. There's a lot more to say about Tony. But not because we like to talk. (laughs) Normally we'd go on for 50 hours about Tony, but you know, we'll cut it short here. But we'll be back with more Tony Robbins. Check it out and we'll see you for Wealth Expo Part 3. Woohoo!
Well, you know what, Carrie? Yes, Ross, is it? Yes, yes, that is me. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a Jumbotron. Yes! And it is from Kenny Lane, and it is for Rachel Denise Schwartz. Okay, hang on. Kenny Lane. Kenny Lane. Lane. (laughs) There is a barber. Kenny Lane must get have gotten this Kenny Lane. <laughs> yeah poor Kenny and we just made this worse but Kenny says to Rachel wishing you a Merry Christmas through your favorite podcast oh hey oh no Ross and Carrie she has good taste you got me to think podcasts are actually pretty neat which is also a cool gift in itself so I'm honored to have them tell you to have a happy and healthy new year we love you with all of our hearts thank you for being you in every way oh and then it also says hashtag Yeezy but I don't know what that means Hashtag Yeezy. Yeezy. Y-E-E-Z-Y. Z-Y? I don't know. I feel like I've seen that and I feel like Drew would know, but I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. Are you? Nope. Okay. We couldn't help ourselves. We did look it up. It's a kind <laughs> of shoe. shoe? <laughs> okay, weirdo. All right, Kenny Lane. <laughs> no, we love you both. Nice of you to stop and say hello. Well, that's it for our show. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Find us at facebook.com forward slash onrack if you want to see pictures, if you want to see articles, if you want to see us post various other things, or you want to talk to us, that's a good place to do it. Yeah. You can also go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate to support this and all our future investigations. And boy, we have a doozy coming up. Very special. Yes, we do. We just bought uh, tickets. Yeah. Uh, And they were expensive tickets. So please go donate. Go donate. Yeah. If you want this show to keep happening, uh, help support us. Yeah. Throw us a monthly donation at Maximum Fun. We appreciate it. All of our donors, you are the best. Thank you. You are the lifeblood of the body of the being that is this show. Unto and forwith the elixir of the heavens in the realm of unceasing bliss and turpitude. Ah, the student becomes the master. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find us on Twitter at OhNoPodcast, all one word. And you can also leave us a positive review at iTunes. Where yeah. or wherever you get your podcasts. Just tell random strangers and your friends. There you go. About our show. Or leave us a negative review under the name Joel Osteen, our famous foe. We answer to Joel Osteen if you are leaving us negative comments. That's correct. <laughs> and remember. I've always been fascinated by that force that shapes human beings. Who am I? What am I here to give? You are a catalyst for getting other people to change the way they think about themselves. As painful as this is, human beings can change one of two ways. They can change because there's an opportunity, they just decide go make it happen, or they do it because they're at a threshold. I was looking at the list of people that you have helped. Bill Clinton, Princess Diana, Mikhail Gorbachev, Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, Quincy Jones. Tony Robbins is a master of human elevation, a true influencer of thought leaders worldwide. Throughout his 40-year career, Tony has advised global leaders, celebrities, and some of the world's top athletes. What do all these people have in common with one another? They all were coached by Tony Robbins, who helped train these people to get there, helped condition the mind, also think through how to get to places that are unimaginable. Tony focuses on how to elevate one's wealth, business, performance, and personal growth. I came away with, it's not about motivation as much as it is allowing people to tap into what's already there, like a catalyst.
love books. Want to get more out of all that reading you do? I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. Join us every Thursday on Reading Glasses, where we help you read better. Reading Glasses is a show about book culture, teaching you how to enhance your literary life and solve your bookish problems, like how do you get out of a reading slump? What's the best book light to use in bed while your partner is trying to sleep? Where do you hide the bodies of the people who talk while you're trying to read? In the basement of my apartment building. Ooh, that's a good place. Let Bria and I improve your reading life every Thursday on Reading Glasses, Maximum Fun's new culture podcast. Learn how to read better. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.